Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lifetimes with Carissa Santos, the podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about backpacking and how to plan a successful backpacking trip. This episode is very special because my second cousin, Jessica Olivar, is with us today. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Carissa. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome. Thank you so much for accepting the invite. I'm so excited that you're here because I would love to go backpacking someday and I can't wait to talk about it with you. You're welcome. Alrighty, let's get started. So can you share a little bit of your background and travel experiences? Who do you normally travel with? Sure. So uh, I'm Jess, known as Jess Explore on Instagram. I love traveling and um, both my parents are from the Philippines. I was born and raised here in London, UK. And so traveling started uh, off when I was a kid. My parents would take us all on these annual holidays around the world from places in Europe, even faraway places like Australia, Mexico, Egypt and Hawaii. So I'm thankful and very fortunate to have parents who have worked really hard and blessed me and my siblings with the opportunity to see so much of the world at such a young age. That's awesome. And going on a holiday is pretty common in Europe, right? You can really see how wide the vacation gap between the US and Europe is. <laughs> yeah, very true because uh, in London, it's really cheap to go to like Spain or France. It, if you hop on a flight, it's only about an hour or a couple of hours. So yeah, it's really easy to move around from such a hub. Yeah, it definitely seems like an ideal location to be in because it's surrounded by all the popular tourist spots in Europe and it's close to other countries as well. So that's very nice. Yeah. So how would you define backpacking? Um, Backpacking, well, backpacking is essentially, yes, traveling with all your belongings on your back. Um, But to me, uh-huh. just a little bit more than that. So to me, when I hear backpacking, I'm just like, it's a chance to live a life that's more simple. It forces you to mm. let go of any unnecessary items, any unnecessary things. I mean, at the end of the day, you're the one suffering if you if you bring too much stuff. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to add to that, I also think it's um, gets you to step out of your comfort zone, especially in a routine that you're in all the time at home, having everything that's so conveniently available to you all the time. The whole experience challenges you and it really gets you to appreciate the simple things. I love that. It's a good reminder because most of the time we just kind of ignore the simple things. But now that you're mentioning how backpacking helps you appreciate the little things in life, that's very inspiring. I want to ask you this question. There are different myths about backpacking, like it's unsafe, your hygiene will suffer, it's bad for your career, you have to stay in horrible hostels, etc. How did you approach these thoughts? Well, (laughs) I definitely had all of these things coming at me from all directions, like from mom, dad, aunties, uncles, friends. So yeah, there were definitely concerns in my head. I had to think about them. But honestly, I found that the people that have those negative comments tend to be the people who have never done it before. So they're just basing their kind of view on it on all those videos and articles they read about those crazy travel things this bad thing happened to this person but yeah you just have to kind of focus on the positive things especially when all these negative things haven't even happened yet so just be prepared and be really sensible and Mm -hmm. um have you stayed in a hostel before 
I have not. I have not. I would love to though someday to try it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like most people, are like, why would you do that? It's so dirty. But really, when it comes to staying in hostels,、mm-hmm. I feel that you've got to do your research. Yes, there's horrible hostels out there, but these days they've really switched it up. I've stayed in probably over thirty hostels around the world. Oh wow! Yeah, and to be honest, some of them have had really nice rooms. I've had some of the best sleep. In hostels, oh really? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's weird to think that.、Um, but when you're traveling, you're so tired. You always have the best sleep when you get、yeah. back to your dorm. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, they they really have done them up lately and really thrown away those old stereotypes of dirty hostels. They have like modern technology, cool interiors,、mm. electronic lockers. It's Really changed these days. Is it more Instagram worthy now? Would you say? <laughs> Definitely. When I do my research, there's standard Google research, there's TripAdvisor,、mm-hmm. and then there's Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like part of the research process now. Yeah, definitely. Like most places I go to is because of Instagram. Oh, I want to go there. It's all different these days. Mm-hmm. And it's really a good way to advertise your place when people show it off on Instagram. Yeah, it is on Instagram. People take such nice photos these days、mm-hmm. that it really makes you want to have that experience. So you go out there and experience it for yourself, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. What made you decide to go for it, and how did you prepare for it? What were the emotional, mental, and physical preparations that you did before flying to Southeast Asia? In terms of preparation,、uh, well, I'm the second child in my family, so my Sister actually took the first hit when she did it before me, so she had all these tips as well. Oh, she did it before you! I didn't yeah, know that. she did it、um, uh, with Yasmin,、uh, my auntie.、Oh, nice. <laughs> so、um, yeah,、uh, when it came round to my turn, I was just so ready to go.、Um, I've always known I wanted to do it for so long. So preparation-wise, looking back on it, I was very prepared. Bought too many things, had so many spreadsheets, <laughs> <laughs> and then like emotionally and mentally. I was just so excited. I didn't really struggle that much on that aspect, but I did definitely have my worries about leaving home for such a long time and how homesick I'd get. I definitely miss my family. Did you think of it as like a self-discovery journey, or you wanted to do it just because it's fun? It's a bit of both. Like I definitely saw the fun of it. I think the self-discovery part—you kind of just go out there and it happens. It's、mm-hmm. not something you plan. I'm gonna go discover myself. It's sort of just you go there, not like the whole eat,、yeah. free, love thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in such a young mindset. Like I just、uh, finished university. I was like, I just want to go and explore the world. You know that kind of mentality.、Yeah. And then things happen. You experience so many different things, and you're just like, oh, I never expected to discover myself <laughs> out here. Mm-hmm. And you know it's good to do it while you're young. Well, that's what everyone tells you: do it while you're young, while you don't have kids. Yeah, totally. Like back on your other question, you're talking about career and like thinking about that before going, and you have your kind of elders saying, "How about your job and everything like that?"、Mm-hmm. I think with most things in life, there's a trade-off. If you dream of traveling and that is your passion, you can prioritize that in that moment of your life. And then at the end,、yeah. of the day, if you want to travel for it, think about whether is that year really going to tear down your, all your career tra- opportunities for the rest of your、right. life. And then, yeah, I just feel traveling will help you find the things that are worth spending money on as well. So when、mm-hmm. you do work and build your career, you end up spending wisely on the things that are more worthwhile. 
And I think it's an investment for yourself as well. Yeah, definitely. You can't put a price on experience and traveling is education in itself. And you can't pay for that type of education anywhere. I love how you mentioned prioritizing it if it's something that you're really passionate about because people will always make excuses. But if you really just prioritize it, then it is possible. And it's not like it's going to ruin your whole life just because you decided to go for something that you're really passionate about. Yeah, that's so true. And sometimes I'm just telling people, are you really going to remember those three months you worked hard in your office job? Or are you going to remember the three months you went on adventures lived your dream and met so many new people which one would you go for it's three months (laughs) of your life (laughs) yeah and that's like three months of routine desk work that I don't think anyone will remember (laughs) exactly do you remember three months of like seriously it's all about balance as well so you don't completely let go of everything like responsibility don't be reckless obviously be sensible in your decisions and balance it out right I love that that's really good yeah Did you have to buy some gears before going on your trip? And what do you think are the most essential items to have? Yeah, so obviously a backpack is essential. I started off with a massive backpack and then my friend was just like, are you really going to carry that around? Be practical. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with a 40 litre backpack, which isn't that big at all. And is that like a medium sized one? Yeah, it almost looks like a a normal backpack. It was that small. Um, but and then again, I was traveling to hot countries, so that definitely makes it easier when your clothes are smaller, like shorts and mm-hmm. swimwear, rather than big jackets and big boots that you need. So, in terms of essential items, I have a few that are like musts for me. So, like your own water bottle, it's always good to fill up and have that with you at all times. Padlocks if you're traveling, backpacking, just for safety. <laughs> Uh, when you go to a hostel they'll actually give you a locker and sometimes they have electronic locks but sometimes Mm -hmm. you bring your own padlock so that's that and first aid things (laughs) first aid for sure yeah (laughs) your electrolytes or shall I just say diarrhea tablets all of that Mm -hmm. Um, I've had my fair share of experiences on that part (laughs) where I take emergency like medication for myself So that's essential. And yeah, for backpacking, I think, have you heard of packing cubes? I have not. I have not. But it it does sound familiar, though. It's like the small little bags that you zip up and they help you arrange your luggage better. I mean, I use it for my big luggage, too, as well as my backpack. But it it just helps so much because when you have a backpack, you tend to just stuff things in it. Everything. Yeah. Packing cubes definitely help organize everything I think I know what you're talking about I just don't know what they're called (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're called packing cubes okay yeah and yeah to be honest my first trip I overpacked so I brought full shampoo bottles packs of wipes oh wow (laughs) I was like I need this but then when I got there I was like oh it's not like I'm going to the jungle or anything Mm -hmm. I'm there's going to be like 7-Elevens and places you can just pick up little essentials. So right. I, I have no idea. I just was overly prepared the first time. So bring it to the basics when it comes to gear. Just be as simple as possible and don't overpack. That's a good tip because I'm probably going to overpack if I ever go on a backpacking trip. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like gave away half my stuff in the Philippines because I was like, I don't want to carry it anymore. It's just too yeah. much. Yeah. So do you have to carry your backpack all the time or you can leave it in hostels, right? Yeah, you could definitely leave it in hostels. But when you're 
traveling to different parts yeah if you had a luggage and Mm -hmm. you're on like a really undeveloped road and you're bringing a luggage and that's very difficult to wheel it on there so um, backpack is definitely uh, more practical when walking around yeah what is the usual duration of a backpacking trip I don't think there's a usual but it varies for different people so I think to really experience that backpacking life, at least maybe one to three months. How long was your trip in Southeast Asia? I went to Southeast Asia for about four months. So okay, yeah, I guess the first month was kind of like getting used to everything. And then the months that followed were like, yeah, I'm backpacking now. You really feel it and you get into your groove. So it depends. If you want to visit five countries in one month, that's another story. If you want to visit just one country in one month. To be honest, I recommend traveling as slow as you can because you just never know how much you're going to enjoy or not enjoy a place yeah slow travel is definitely gaining more attention now and it's more sustainable as well yeah so just leaving enough time to make sure you have room for those spontaneous decisions if you enjoy a place more than somewhere or you just want to leave i've had places where i'm just i don't want to be here i'm just gonna go somewhere (laughs) (laughs) so it really varies you can't just set a certain time or day or maybe you could but it has to be something that you can adjust throughout the trip yeah so just don't be so rigid in your planning like Mm -hmm. say you want to be here for this time but then also leave room for any unexpected delays as well who knows what happens yeah you just never know when you travel (laughs) yeah before leaving the UK of course you had to think about the financial part of the trip what do you think is the safest amount of money to have to travel for a couple of months The financial part is definitely something a lot of people feel restricted by when it comes to backpacking. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, I need loads of money for that. But honestly, if you budget well, you realize how far your money can go in other countries, especially in comparison to places like here in London or the US. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'd say the safe amount for me when I went was around a thousand pounds. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Does that sound too little? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, you're living so simply, but that doesn't include the flight out. Oh, okay. uh, But which is probably like £700. But Mm. that includes local flights, transport, food, accommodation, activities. So it's like a really good deal. Wow, that's so surprising because I really wanted to go on a backpacking trip this year sometime from November to December. But then COVID happened and obviously that's not going to happen this year. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I was thinking maybe I need around like, 3000 to $4,000 or something like that. But then you said you don't need that much. That's why I was so shocked when you said that <laughs> that's how much you spent. Well, it depends where you go. In Southeast Asia, you really don't need much at all. Like you can get a meal, a really good meal for a pound and you can get a night stay in a hostel for about £7, $10. And as I said, you just got to live simply. You don't need fancy hotel rooms. You're there to explore and enjoy your surroundings, not to enjoy your hotel Hotel. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it depends what type of traveler you are, where you're going. But for me, for a basic Southeast Asia trip, without staying in really horrible hostels, it was a thousand pounds budgeted. It's it's more about the experience. You're not really going to focus so much on where you sleep at night because you're just going to sleep there anyway. Most of the time you're just out yeah. there exploring the city or the town. I know that's very true. And then you come back so tired that you don't really care. Mm-hmm. You just want somewhere to lie down. I mean, if you 
set out with the intention of yeah I'm going backpacking you really don't expect too much as well so wow that's really an eye-opener you can do it (laughs) I can do it (laughs) maybe next year we'll see did you worry about phone service or wi-fi when you were there and what was your living situation like when it came to phone service or wi-fi I wasn't too worried because I mean I only needed my phone to take pictures maybe Instagram stories now and then, but contacting family or Google Maps was the main use. But when you're out there traveling, you don't spend much time on your phone or on the screen or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, surprisingly not. Uh, first thing I do every time I land in a new country is buy a SIM card. And they usually have these little stores in the arrival hall at the airport. Mm-hmm. And they're really cheap. You can just get a quick SIM card, make sure your phone's unlocked. And I think the place where I suffered from no Wi-Fi and internet was the Philippines. Oh, yeah, especially in the, the island. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and then the brownouts as well. There were so many brownouts. And I guess it's an opportunity for you to just really disconnect properly. Right. Like, you're on an island. Why do you want to be on your phone? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't too much of a worry. Uh, I managed pretty well when it came to that. Okay, that's good to hear. What countries did you visit in Southeast Asia? So did you have to buy a SIM card for each country? Yes, I had a little diary that I stuck every SIM card I had from each country. So I I think, how many countries did I visit? Like eight uh, within four months. So I had eight SIM cards. And every time, even if I'd arrive in a new country and then go back to that country, I'd get a new SIM card again because it's just easier for them to just install a new, new yeah, a new kind of load. Is that what you call it? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're pretty much sorted. We live in 2020 now, so <laughs> it's not too bad. Not too bad, for sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. How important is travel insurance for a backpacking trip? okay so if you can't afford to buy travel insurance then you can't afford to backpack that's what I say it's vital yeah I mean do you buy travel insurance when I travel no (laughs) well not all the time (laughs) well I like to take risks yeah risk taker so I mean for a long trip it's I think it's definitely advisable I burned my hand in Thailand and I had to visit the emergency room um, it was a second degree burn so it was pretty bad so they charged me for every single little bud little wipe little bandage they use and it cost me about 100 pounds oh every day and it was like only a 30 mm-hmm. minute visit but obviously here in the UK you pay national insurance so you don't really worry about paying up front for the cost, yeah. emergencies like that you, yeah so it's very very good to have travel insurance because you can get all that money back so basically having free right. healthcare. Um, and it's also important for not just health reasons, but for unforeseen circumstances like lost baggage, cancelled flights, all those things you just don't think will happen to you. It's always good to just be safe in that sense. Oh, and speaking of insurance, I actually purchased a travel insurance around March of this year because I was supposed to go on a trip. And I kind of anticipated I was going to cancel it because of covid and they told me that anything that is pandemic related is not covered by the insurance. Oh. So it's something that we need to take note of. Yeah, read the fine print. But obviously, this pandemic is like once in a I know. Know, <laughs> how long and you just <laughs> they probably didn't even think about that in their 
their terms and conditions and so I don't know how it works with the pandemic I know a lot of people have suffered from cancelled flights and trying to get their money back so I really feel you there but airlines were doing such a good job though they're willing to reschedule your flight oh so did they do that for you yeah they gave me like a year and a half to do it oh that's fine then I think the whole tourism industry, especially hotels, are going through such a hard time right now. Yes, definitely. I really hope this ends soon so they can bounce back. What do you like best about backpacking? So many things. (laughs) (laughs) So aside from visiting all the beautiful places and exploring all the cultures, Mm -hmm. I think you get to meet so many different people locals, travellers, and that's what I love. They're people you'd never ever meet in your day-to-day here in your home country. So you encounter so many different personalities, people from different backgrounds. And here in London, people are more reserved, so you don't really get the opportunity to meet people like that. In other countries, when you're backpacking, you meet someone on the same day. You go through so many adventures and have such a good time and so little time. Yeah. And then it's as if you've known them for so long. So your connections are so much more stronger when you backpack because it strips you down. You get a chance to just be you, meet people not based on their job title, mm-hmm. how much money they earn, what stage of life you're at. So you get to just be yourself and other people are being themselves too. So overall, it's just a humbling experience full of beautiful connections. It's more of the quality of the person. Definitely. That's so true. What were some of your most remarkable or unforgettable experiences? There's too many, again. (laughs) So I'd say sunrise missions in Indonesia is one of them. And when I say sunrise missions, that's waking up at around 2am or 3am. Oh, wow. It's a struggle, but it's definitely worth it. So you'd wake up so early and then drive to the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. for hike. And then you just wait there in darkness. And then suddenly the sun comes up above all the mountains and volcanoes. Mm -hmm. And then you get this mist from the clouds and all the beautiful colors. It's so amazing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like I even walked on an active volcano sunrise. It's a bit scary because we can hear like these sounds and smell the sulfur. Yeah, but it's so cool. Like, oh, (laughs) I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like, wow, I miss it. Um, and then, yeah, just different things like spending New Year's in Sri Lanka on a beach. Oh, interesting. That was cool. And I think most recently in Siargao in the Philippines, I tried surfing for the first time. That was amazing. Um, surfing capital. And- yeah, it is. And I didn't even realize I went during the peak season for it. So I loved it. Probably lots of surfers during that time. Yeah, I just did not look cool. But I was having (laughs) such a good time that I didn't care. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'm going to care too if I'm having the best time of my life. (laughs) So how does backpacking change a person? What lessons did you learn from your trips? For me, backpacking has evolved me in so many ways, especially when it comes to confidence levels. I've always been really introverted. Really? Shy. Yeah, totally. Like, it doesn't seem like it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems like that. But growing up in high school and stuff, I just would never talk. I was so scared to say anything, what people would think. So backpacking mm. definitely brings you out of your shell more because you're forced to meet new people. You can't just like be that quiet person and just get on with it. You need to interact and have conversations and get to know the, the locals, the travellers in 
your dorm you can't just be that person in your dorm who just hides away in their bed and then okay bye sometimes you get these curtains in your dorm and that you get some people who literally just close them and don't want to know anything Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely helped me to become more social and uh it's really also helped put things into perspective for me so living in a city like London I'd get so overwhelmed on the littlest things in the everyday life so yeah I I feel that too you you feel like everything's just a problem or like ah even the smallest things definitely so even the tube going to work ah I'm five minutes late ah the tube's gonna be late uh ah, I spilled coffee on my shirt and then you get all frustrated but when you're backpacking you meet people from all walks of life and you see people like the locals working really hard they don't fuss about the little Mm -hmm. things they get on with it and they live happy and simply and that's just so humbling and it helped me realize how minor the things I'd get so worked up about in the past were definitely makes me appreciate things more and realize that I don't need to fuss about every little thing yeah when you mentioned the locals working hard it kind of reminded me of a studio ghibli film <laughs> for a sec <laughs> that's so funny yeah oh wow yeah it's just so many lessons to be honest I also appreciate the little things more so when i came back from traveling i threw away half myself and i was like why do i have this why are you holding on to things that you don't even use anymore Right. It really helps you be more intentional with what you have and what you do. I gave bags of clothes and items to charity, mm-hmm. even in a Balak Bayan box. I, I gave some away like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I'll just give it all to people who would actually use it. I don't need it here. It's collecting dust. So, right. yeah, uh, it's definitely humbled me in that material sense. Just so many lessons help me become a better person in general, I think. That's really nice. And you're right, you know, people are so invested in material things these days because they see it online. Oh, I have to have this bag, I have to have the shoes, or I have to have the certain set of whatever. Yeah. It's kind of just consuming all of your energy and how you view yourself. Yeah, it's all about like trying to fit in society. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when I come back home, I'm like, oh, now I need to think about this. Oh, I need to get this jacket for the winter. do this and yeah. it all can get too much and consuming as you say so because of all the trends as well. <laughs> yeah you're like that looks nice I'd like to have that when you're traveling you don't think about that at all when I was uh, younger I'd be like oh when I'm 25 I'm gonna get this really nice car and now I don't really care <laughs> I just don't right? really like, I just need somewhere that will get me from A to B it doesn't need to be fancy yes I think it's because we are handed off this blueprint of what life is supposed to look like and that we're supposed to accomplish all those milestones by a certain time. And so we make these plans that, oh, by this age, I have to have this or I have to accomplish this. But then you kind of figure out what you want and you discover yourself. Yeah. And then you deviate from those expectations. Mm -hmm. So when you're younger, you're easily swayed by other people's opinions Mm or what's cool in society as you say but yeah as we were talking about so backpacking has really helped me um, identify myself with who I am rather than what other people think I am if that makes sense or should be mm-hmm. so yeah I really appreciate that part of it it's about exploring your surroundings but also yourself 
sounds really deep, but it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand. When you're traveling, you can be anyone you want. As in, you can wake up and decide, today I want to do this. Today I want to see this. You become more bold in your decisions and think for yourself mm-hmm. and are not kind of interrupted by your peers or people around you. You don't get faced by it. Like what would people say kind of thoughts? <laughs> yeah, you don't think about what they think and... You just Mm -hmm. get on with it when you're traveling. You're just like, I just want to do me today. I want to chill today. No pressure. No pressure from anyone. Oh, you really make me want to backpack already. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you have advice for people who want to backpack once the pandemic is over? Yes, definitely. Go for it. (laughs) That is my three words. (laughs) But yeah, you're never going to be ready. Some people are like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. But if anything, now is the best time to prepare. Like it's pandemic, you have time to save, to get yourself in a habit of spending only on what is necessary, so you can build up. Yeah. Um, and I think just remind yourself why you want to do it. Create a vision board of all the places you want to visit and then just think about, okay, this is the reason why I want to do it. And it will kind of motivate you to to save more, to get in those good habits and then Trust me, you'll be so thankful for yourself when you make that step and just go. If you do your research, have an open mindset Mm -hmm. and then just expect that the best experiences are waiting for you, then you're just going to have the best time of your life, trust me. But you have to prioritize it. Yeah, you have to prioritize it. And yeah, you don't overthink it either. (laughs) Don't, I think I overthink, don't overthink it either. Be sensible in your decisions, do your research and don't overthink it. That's definitely a very good advice and it's practical as well. So go for it, but at the same time, be sensible. I love that. What backpacking trips would you recommend? To start off with, I guess it depends on your budget, but Southeast Asia is definitely an easy one to get started with. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people go there for backpacking, so they have kind of built their countries to cater towards that in certain areas and it's easy okay. to get around so like Thailand is a very easy place to travel and backpack because they're so used to having travelers mm-hmm. but also if you want that rural and really authentic experience you can still do that and travel outwards so in terms of budget yeah Southeast Asia it's easy or you can just start by going to a small city or country or countryside to just experience it for yourself for like two weeks and see how you like it and then slowly build that up. Out. Yeah, if you yeah. don't like it, then at least you know. Or you can just dive straight yeah. in and book a one-way ticket. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're more of a risk taker, just go yeah. for the one-way ticket. <laughs> yeah. So it's it depends on the person and if you like the city, if you like the beach. But I think Southeast Asia offers such a variety of experiences that you can't go wrong. Do a lot of people in England go backpacking? So in England, a lot of people tend to do it out of university. It's like a thing, like a millennial thing <laughs> so, mm-hmm. these days. I think it's part of the culture as well. We're more open to it okay. here. So it's not as scary. Uh, when I was in the Philippines and I was traveling alone, they're like, oh, you're traveling alone. Are you going to be okay? They like come up with all these yeah. like, oh no, what's going to happen to you? But then here, like, oh that's amazing you're gonna experience such a good time so the mindsets are very different but Mm -hmm. all in all you will have a really really um good experience out of it yeah that's good I'm well I'm not sure in the U.S. if 
it's common, but a lot of people are thinking about doing it now. Actually, to be honest, I didn't meet that many Americans. When I was traveling, it's mainly Europeans because I think Europeans like to move a lot because <laughs> Europe's like all stuck together. Everything's nearby and you can get a quick, cheap flight anywhere. So we're used to traveling. Mm-hmm. So I guess in the US, people tend to travel between states more and then the bigger trips I'm not too sure what the culture is like but I haven't really spent much time in the U.S. to be honest yeah yeah you're kind of right because the U.S. is such a big country so there are really a lot of places that you can go to and visit and as for the international travel I think that's done maybe once or twice a year yeah I guess it's really pricey as well because Mm -hmm. like exchange rate rise U.S. to European countries and the cost Mm -hmm. is different um whereas for us it's the other way around well maybe not now the exchange rates are all over the place like right <laughs> it's like fluctuating yeah, it's all the like, time <laughs> well it's even worth it anymore so it was mainly I think Germans and people from the Netherlands and British people Australians they were the main people I met traveling that's nice yeah. where else would you like to go once this whole pandemic is over the list is endless <laughs> but I definitely want to visit the other side of the world so like South America Peru is high on the list same I've always wanted to visit Peru because I've always wanted to see the Inca ruins of Machu Picchu yeah Machu Picchu and and the cute alpacas of course I know. I just want to meet one. It just makes me so happy when I see pictures of them. They're so cute. And their food is amazing. Yeah. I love Peruvian food. I, I know that their culture is really rich. So, Aside from Peru, is there any other place that you'd like to see? Like the Polynesian islands, so like Tahiti, Tonga, Samoa. Like those culture-rich countries I really want to go to that are totally different to what I'm used to, like Southeast Asia. Even India I want to go to. Oh, yeah. They have such rich culture and the colors, beautiful, beautiful um, buildings. Yeah, I'd love to go and experience, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, Holi Festival. Oh, isn't that in um, Nepal, right? I have a Nepalese friend and she tells me about that. I think that. they do it, yeah, in, in a, maybe in Nepal as well. But they do it in India and uh, they just throw lots of color. With the colors? Yeah. I think that would be so much fun to experience. I'd love to go there too. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being here today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely chatting with you. I've learned so much about backpacking, and I'm sure that everyone who will listen to this will also have kind of like a baseline of what they have to prepare for if they go backpacking. Yeah. Would you like to share your social media account for those who want to get inspired or have questions about backpacking or just travel in general? Sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at jessexplore. I don't really have any other social media accounts, so just find me on there. I've got loads of travel pics, and if you need any advice, any tips for backpacking, just feel free to send me a message. I'll be happy to help. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jessica, for sharing your knowledge about backpacking and for for having this really fun conversation with me. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Carissa. <laughs> Keep up the good vibes on here. Loving the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And that's it for today's episode. We'll see you guys in the next one.